So I'm here with Terry Bonin. So welcome to the Yellow Soul podcast this episode. And she is wifey and a phenomenal leader with Young Living and mother to 11 children. When you see her picture, you're going to be like, wait, what? (laughs) Fountain of youth. Give me a drink of that water, whatever that is. You were sharing about your childhood and a moment for you that altered the trajectory of your existence. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say I was very blessed to um, have the parents that I have. And my dad was in the ministry for 25 years. And so, you know, I was raised in the church and um, just, you know, we're there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, you know, you name it. And um, a few of our pastors in my high school years fell greatly. And wow, that hurt so badly. It also threw up some flags for me, like, okay, there is no temptation, but that would just come into man. And if this man of God that I know that, that, um, you know, it could happen to me too. Um, but also during that time, so we moved three times, um, my senior year, whereas I had been, you know, varsity cheerleader in our hometown and, you know, we're talking senior year, it's supposed to be an important year for you. Right. Um, I moved to another state. Um, where I knew nobody. And then we moved halfway through the year to another state because that pastor fell into sin, you know? And so um, we went to plant to plant a church and the pastor fell into sin. So we left and went to another church. And um, as a 17 year old, 18 year old, that was a lot of turmoil seeing men of God that I respected fall away from the God I loved. Mm. And then also to be, this was before phones and, you know, before, I'm not phones, but before smartphones. Right. You know, I mean, to talk to my friends, um, I remember racking up a $1,500 phone bill to talk to my friends. So I wasn't talking to the, my um, high school friends very often because it cost money. So I was in another state alone without people who really cared to get to know me because seniors in high school already have their groups. But I look back at that and I'm like, God was so good to give me, to put me in the pressure pot, to put me in that because during that time with, um, out anyone really, I pressed into the Lord and he just was so near. I learned so much about, he's the only one that's not going to fail us. I mean, he's it, which was a really good thing to learn before I got married as a mom now, um, um, yes, 11 kids, whenever they go through something hard, I'm just like, you know, thank you, Lord, you know, use this use. I know that you're going to use this. Like you've used hard things in my life. And, um, because it's, it's in those, those hard times that we grow in strength. So, yeah, I mean, I would say that those really deep, dark moments, um, gave me the most strength, gave me a direction, um, for, for this time in my life, when I'm in a marriage, raising kids. So that time in your life as a senior in high school, you had witnessed repeatedly one pastor leader after another that you looked up to, or that you leaned into for guidance and wisdom and those events together how did that impact that journey? What did that look like for you? You didn't have your quote unquote friend group because you had relocated, right? 
And so you found yourself possibly feeling isolated or alone. What was that shift that happened that you'd seen this repeated behavior? You didn't have your friend group around you. You were in a space that sounds like it was unfamiliar, uncomfortable for you. So you didn't have the familiar to lean into. And so do you remember what that shift looked like or how that felt for you at that moment? I do. Um, my mom, you know, she knew a degree. I mean, she knew the depths of my pain because I mean, she's mom, right? Moms understand. Um, and she put a book in my hands by Catherine Marshall called beyond ourselves. The Lord used that book to do a deep work in my life. I just knew that life is, you know, life is serious. (laughs) Life is serious. And I think, you know, up until that point, I had been just having a lot of fun. Of course, you know, life is also fun. <laughs> and as yes. a teenager, I was having a lot of fun um, floating through school. Um, but the realization of um, the pain and, and the isolation, um, I mean, I was able to meet the Lord. And I know you've experienced that. Yeah, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade that year for anything. Mm. I wouldn't want to go back to it, um, but I would. <laughs> yeah, we have those years for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go back to it. Um, and so that's when I really, as a young adult, started getting into the word seriously versus just, you know, lightly, but seriously, because I knew um, that I wanted something more, something deeper, something stronger than, um, than what I was seeing. And, um, because I knew the Lord, you know, I, I knew the Lord. I was friends with, I mean, you know, you know what that's like when God is your friend and you can, mm-hmm. you hear his voice and, you know, I was in communion with him. And, but, um, but I think it scared me like, okay, if these people can fall away so hard from the Lord, then I can too at any point in my life. So, you know, Lord help me to, to draw near mm-hmm. you on a regular basis so that, mm-hmm. um, I don't ever shame your name. That's one of my prayers is that I don't cause pain with it. It's, it's crazy how something, I mean, in so many things, I mean, like, you know, life is a journey. And um, so I would say that was one pivotal year in my life that put me in a direction um, of taking life more seriously. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. A marker in your story, you can see in reflection, the direction that it pointed you to. I love to how at that age, you took situations that were so painful and hard. And instead of lingering or sitting in a seat of judgment against these other human beings that as you grew and as you matured, like I say, you know, we, we put our stones away, right? We, we set our stones down. And then, like you said, we come face to face with our own humanness and realize that what, what makes us different than, than that person, than the other person that has, has trespassed or has taken a step off that path and that it doesn't make them bad, that we're not justifying their behavior, right. That we're not, we're not their redeemer. Right. Um, But that that's their, ultimately that, that that's for them and God to, to come together and hopefully accountability and people around them, right. To speak into their life and, um, and help them through that process. 
And on that note, I love the, uh, I think I, I look at knowing you personally, because a little bit of our history, we met last year in 2021 at a retreat. And then we've done a few things together. We did our trauma class, our master class, and then we did a 2.0 class that was really hyper-focused on trauma. So we've done a couple of events together, which has been amazing with Young Living and, and Soul Care. And so you also do Marriage Mondays, which are hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you slip in some, uh, some seriousness, oh. but I love watching you and your, your husband do your Okay. Your marriage Mondays and your fence, your backyard fence with your <laughs> surprise vines and flowers uh, hanging on them that he did for you. It's really sweet. But I do, I do sense that you, you took that, you took that pain that you went through as a young adult female and you haven't forgotten those moments. Although God has redeemed those moments, you also remember the tragedy and what it felt like. And that's impacted and influenced you to protect the, mm -hmm. um, the intimacy and your marriage and your connection with your children. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, um, absolutely. Yes. And I just want to say, you know, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And yes. during that year of broke, you know, brokenness. Um, he was so near and I didn't want to ever step out of that. I didn't want to keep my heart broken. <laughs> yes. That's so I didn't want to lose that closeness. Um, and um, so after that year, I met my husband, actually, we graduated, graduated and met my husband the same week. And um, we started dating that summer and then we're married the next summer. So <laughs> everything happened fast. It was very fast. Um, we have been married 32 years and I wouldn't say that they've been 32 easy years and all 32 years haven't been happy years <laughs> right, because we're human beings and we're in a relationship. <laughs> and so we've had happiness in the, all of it. Um, but you know, it's been so good growing together and, um, pressing in and, you know, me being the fallible, human being that I am and marrying another fallible human being. Um, we were sort of like the clash of, um, yeah, two strong human beings coming together. And, um, we just, we've had a, you probably don't know a lot about my marriage. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, this is your opportunity, Terry. Tell me. It's in pieces, but, um, yeah, we've had a lot of stress and, you know, um, my husband spent years fighting the IRS, um, which is very stressful. You know, that's taking on a big giant because uh, my husband, um, you know, he's a justice fighter and, you know, um, things are black and white and that was very stressful. And in his plight to, you know, fight the IRS, um, he ended up burning his adrenal glands and he ended up not working for two years because he was so sick physically. Um, you know, how we're just tied together in all the ways we wear ourselves out physically and emotionally and everything. And so we had, um, seven kids when he came home from work one day and laid down to take a nap and, um, didn't literally get off the couch. I mean, he didn't go back to work for two years. So, um, that was very stressful and hard. Um, but I had learned that already I had learned that the Lord was my strong tower 
and that he was the only one, you know, I didn't have my hope in my husband. I hadn't put my hope and everything in my marriage or my husband. Um, and it freed me up to be able to help him. You know what I mean? Cause I think yeah. that if, if I had made him my everything and I hope that I'm making sense, um, I think I would have been mad at him. Number one, what the heck are you doing? We have seven kids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, Let's get real here. Yeah. No. Okay. Like, what are you doing? We need you to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to feed. Get off people. the couch. <laughs> yeah. We make people and they eat food. Yeah. Um, you know. And so, um, but I had learned that you know already that God is faithful and He continued to prove faithful. I wouldn't like, once again, I wouldn't go through that two years. I wouldn't do that one again either. But <laughs> so you're we, grateful for what you took from it, right? My, yes. We ended up getting pregnant with mm. number eight during that time. Cause like I said, he was laying on the couch constantly. So what else are you going to do? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> His adrenal glands weren't that shot. <laughs> exactly. He's like, Hey, IRS, this is how you recover. Exactly. <laughs> In your face. Exactly. So, I love it. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, but what the Lord did in our marriage through all of that, that hard time, because he felt like he was um, failing his family and, um, he had his own personal issues that made him want to like hide from us, you know, like, I'm sure. and I'm like, you know, no, you know, um, we're in this together, no matter what it looks like in the end. And, um, Mm-hmm. And that God used that the dark time in our marriage to strengthen our marriage. You know, when he wanted to pull away because of pain and shame, um, the Lord came in and, um, and really bonded us together. You know, I was like, look, we might live under a bridge, but at least we'll be together. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, um, I had to make those decisions and I knew that, um, you know what? It's, it's okay. I mean, God, even, even in the valley of the shadow of the death, he is with us. That's been part of our journey in our marriage, just the recovery of that. You don't fight the IRS and then it's over the next year. You know, it's, right. it's really a journey of we're really coming out of it now. To tell you the truth, like a 20 year journey. Mm-hmm. And, um, I wouldn't, like I said, do that over again, but I'm thankful for what God uses all things together for the good to those who, you know, I wonder what he protected us from, you know, mm-hmm. he's taught us so many things. I don't know. Marriage is hard. And so I guess I speak to women on marriage at least once a week, because I want them to know your husband's and I shouldn't be your everything. He shouldn't be an idol. Um, if you will cling to the Lord and be faithful to your husband, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, God is in the long game for us. He is in the long game. Yes. And we don't always understand, you know, the what, the why, the how, or the when. Um, But ultimately the Lord's the only one that's not going to disappoint us. Yeah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. He is, he is the only constant in this life. Absolutely. We We cannot be shattered if our hope is in the Lord. Yeah. We can be shattered if our hope is in our husband's. Yeah. And another human being period. Human being. Exactly. And so, you know, having six daughters, um, I just, that's just something I really am am passionate about, you know, um, speaking out about it and that, that marriage, it's not a fairy tale. You can have 
you know, holy moments and fairy tale moments, you know, <laughs> yeah. of course, of course, because life right. is a beautiful gift. But you fight for those moments. Some, some of those moments come easier than others, but fighting for those moments, it takes intention and intuition. And sometimes planning <laughs> and planning. That's right. Exactly. And there's, there are moments that, you know, the in-between, I think about your life leading up to child eight and years into your marriage and that, that showing up. Something I say in my own life is that nothing in our life takes God by surprise, even when it does us, those curveballs come that we don't, that we don't see, that we don't expect. What you said is so critical though, is that you were at a place in your life spiritually that you had continued to grow and stay the path and your, your spiritual maturity and how you had evolved at that point in your relationship with God, that when that curveball did show up and your husband's laying on the couch, who knew that it would be two years in the making in that process. And I can only imagine what he would say if he was here with us of what transpired in his soul during those two years. Um, what would you say looking back over that time, the in-between to reaching to child, child eight, what would you say was really forged in your, uh, in time with God during that time before those two years showed up in your life? Because okay. you said you just had this sound like you just had this inner resolve that was already there. Absolutely. Um, and I can almost pinpoint, you know, I can pinpoint moments, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, we had had, um, our fifth child and I was in turmoil in my soul, um, because we were still normal in our, you know, we could still drive a van. We still looked like every other family, you know, five's a lot, but it's not mm -hmm. 11, you know? And, um, and I went to my husband and I said, we need to decide like how much we trust the Lord, like right now, mm -hmm. like, are we, do we, I, when I sing, I surrender all, you know, we go to an old, you know, Baptist church, I surrender all except my uterus, you know, <laughs> yeah, I had, you know, that's what I was, I was like, I really think for me, the Lord, I've always wanted, I always, you know, wanted to, you know, go into the mission field, but that was not, that just didn't happen. Um, my parents were unwilling. They were like, you're not doing that. <laughs> we're going to keep you here. You can do the mission field on our, you know, on our street. Totally yeah. understand that now. You know, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I told my husband, I said, I've always wanted, I always wanted to go into the mission field. Why don't we just um, be crazy and um, trust the Lord in this way with how many kids he gives us. And this was hard, Juliet, because like this conversation and this decision that we made, and it wasn't a one-time conversation, um, I guess, set us up for that two years. So, mm -hmm. um, we did a lot of praying, a lot of talking, interviewing vasectomy doctors, all of that, you know, just, and we had this conversation and my husband came back around and said, well, if you're willing, I want to trust the Lord like you, you know? And I said, okay, I'm willing. I want to trust the Lord. Um, like I want to be crazy, abandon. I'm just going to abandon all common sense and trust the Lord in this way. And, um, because it doesn't make sense. And I, I just don't want to be a normal person. And so that Christmas, he went out and bought a 15 passenger van and said, okay, let's just fill it. I said, okay, I guess we're doing this. Well, um, two kids later, he's not working. Mm. 
two kids later, he doesn't have a job. What? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we had already made a decision and already, I mean, the Lord had already confirmed something inside of both of our hearts. I mean, this wasn't something we did in our humanness. Yes. No, the Holy spirit was working on both of us because it was just one of those, you know, things inside my soul that I couldn't, um, yeah, couldn't peace shake. Over. I yeah, couldn't knew. Yeah. yeah get peace over. And so as soon as I surrender that, you know, I had total peace, even though it didn't make every time I got pregnant. I mean, I was still like, Oh my goodness, really? You know? Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> again, I know God, this is what we agreed to, but again, um and um so but the peace that that brought having Mm. made that resolve with my husband and the lord when god sent us samuel who is now 50 um it was like god has given us a gift in the midst of our trial yes you know Mm. and um of course everyone was like what are y'all doing there's so many times when God asks something of us, it's not going to make sense to anybody else. And it's clinging to that and, and being okay with that. Being because okay. So many times it doesn't make sense to anyone else. I, mean, I was just reading in Hebrews 11 about by faith, this person did this by faith, by faith, by faith. And of course, you know, talks about Noah and the ark. And I mean, you know, you can just, you can just imagine, let's be yeah. honest, that he looked like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> to, sorry, Noah. <laughs> but it's true. It to true. humanity, they'd be like, what the heck are you doing? You know, yeah. this this massive boat, the ark, you know, but. Right. Yeah. And I guess to a degree, it's so scary. Um, but I guess I sort of want to, I'm willing to look like an idiot mm-hmm. if I have to. Yeah. Yeah. for the Lord, you know, cause I want to be in that faith chapter. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, let's not romanticize it, right? There's moments where the doubt and the skepticism and doesn't mean any of that ultimately puts a question mark on the faith and, or excuse me, on the face and promise of God that we're clinging to, but there's going to be so many voices in the chaos and in the circumstances around us and we go back to that anchor in our soul, right? That our soul is settled and the unity that's there. I think you, what you just said is key. Um, the clutter of all of the voices scared me as a young adult. And I was like, Lord, I, I, only, I, can, I only wanna hear yours. You know, help me to hear yours. Help me to cling to you. Help me to find, um, you know, your voice in the midst of all these. And, um, Yes, because it can be, it can create havoc and chaos if you don't know who you're listening to. Yeah. Pastor Erwin McManus, my pastor, he says, uh, one of his shares one Sunday, I remember talking about the voice of God, hearing the voice of God. And is this the voice of God? And he said, it's the voice that calls you to more. Mm-hmm. It's the voice. It's, it's not going to be the voice that calls you to less. It's, it's all always the voice that calls you to more. And somehow more is not tied to easy. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay, you just want to go, Hey God, can you, what more are we talking about here? (laughs) 
<laughs> we discuss the more before we go there. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Oh, that's the faith and the hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my goodness. That's the, the 15 passenger van. Oh yeah. Terry has to fill this up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. You know, I had a, God gave me a mentor that would just feed my soul and, and my faith. And she said in my moments of, you know, not doubt, but maybe turmoil, um, she would say, um, one time she said, you know, God, this doesn't make sense right now, but God knows where you're going to be in 20 years from now. And that child might be the child that, you know, your family needs for this particular situation or whatever. I mean, she always spoke vision <laughs> because we stuck in the now, like, no, I'm not going to do that because right now this doesn't make sense. Um, yes. but I'd see so much further and it's easy to get stuck in the forest. And so I am blessed to have that friend still in my life. She's eight years ahead of me. She has 10 kids. And so that was, um, just someone ahead of me on the journey, deciding to trust the Lord also. And, um, yes. you know, like we said, more does not equal easy. All my pregnancies were not just like a breeze, you know? Sure. Yes. God was so faithful and he is so faithful and he loves our detailed prayers. Yeah. I mean, there's something for us to learn when it's hard. He, I just, every time it's hard, I'm like, I know you told me to do this and it's just so dang hard. Yeah. I know that you're preparing me for something else, something different, or just to help somebody else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you shared earlier off the record before we started recording that your children, that you are a very driven human being in areas of your life or in life. And that your children, you, that is a full-time career and that's your priority as a daughter of God and as a wife and then a mother. And then you also, uh, you also have a very successful business with Young Living Essential Oils, right? Yeah. Share, share a little bit about that with us. Okay. So, um, after I weaned our 11th child, finished breastfeeding her, I just felt like I'd I had a conversation with the Lord. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm hi, I'm 44. Okay. Yeah. You know, those other uh, three seats or four seats. Yeah. We're okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. You could have sent twins, but we could just put like hockey pucks or <laughs> basketballs. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so I, I really, I was like, Lord, thank you so much for each of these souls that you've given me to raise in the Lord and in the word. Um, but I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that it was done. You know, he was, I, I know I'm, I wouldn't have changed that, you know, um, the 11th pregnancy was hard, but Ella's eight now. And so after I weaned her, I went to my husband and I said, I've been homeschooling now for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I'm I don't want to stop homeschooling because God had called us to that, but I do want to do something with women. I think that something is young living because, uh, I love health and wellness. I have my degree in nutritional counseling and, um, I knew, I knew what it was like to feel like trash and to not have my health. And so having been on that side where, you know, I couldn't, um, didn't have the energy to do everything. I didn't have the focus to do everything that I needed to do. And it was a journey. Getting my health was a journey that yeah. the Lord put me on. It's just part of my story. I felt like I had this 
opportunity. Okay. Now I have all this extra time since I'm not nursing anyone. Right. <laughs> all this extra time. Um, and so my husband said, absolutely. And just, what is this going to look like for our family, for you to um, add this? And so we made a plan, we made a map and, um, and it, and it's been such a sweet thing. It's been seven years. I've been working and living for seven years and it, he stepped in and in the evenings with the kids and, um, not every evening, but certain evenings of the week and they go out, you know, they go to mod pizza or they go wherever. And it's just been a really sweet season for him to, um, do some things that he wasn't doing. Um, and for me to get together with women and, um, to help them find health and wellness and abundance, you know, with adding an income, um, I won't lie. It's not just about health and wellness. I do enjoy the income. It's allowed me to travel. I've taken, uh, well, yeah, you just took an amazing trip, right. With your family that was, that you paid for. Yeah. Yes. And young living paid for, um, uh, me to take one of my girls to Hawaii and love it, Utah and, um, two of my kids went to Ecuador for a month. So one of the reasons I wanted to start, um, I knew Young Living was an opportunity to get to travel with the kids on their dime. I worked hard, you know, and, um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, and I, I laid out all that before the Lord and I was like, this is what I want to do. And this is what, what I'd like to get out of it. What do you think? And, um, and it has been, I mean, I have worked hard. I'm not going to be like, God was like, here you go, black, you know, here's your business. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He has um, blessed, blessed the work of my hands. And it's, it is a very successful business for us. So, so I'm a platinum leader and um, two of my daughters are gold leaders and two of my daughters are silver leaders. And so it's literally a family business. And um, what the blessing, I mean, them having a gold income and a silver income. I mean, they're able to bring home a substantial amount of money and be home with my grandbabies. I have yeah, seven. Eight so grandbabies. good. The eighth will be born soon. Um, but yeah, so um, my life is very full and it's just, I love the exchange though, because I, I know that I've been able to see different events that you've had in your home and I can see, I can, I can see the joy. I can see the joy in you and I can see the joy and the people who attend your events and the response that you receive from the classes that we've done and how invested you are into their lives and vice versa, that they can, they can feel the love from you as a, as a leader. And so you've, you've been at this for how, how long in, in the nutrition field? Um, well, I started studying nutrition, um, when I was 20, Mm-hmm. Um, I did not end up getting my degree until I was 36 and I had six kids. And so it, it took me a long time to finish. <laughs> I got sidetracked. I got my MRS and then, um, decided to go back later. Um, so I have studied nutrition and had women in my home. And like when I had four or five, six, seven kids up until he wasn't working, I was having monthly events in my home teaching women, um, just different aspects of health and nutrition. I would teach them a recipe, you know, and teach them, you know, what this does in your body and why you want to get these nutrients and the different ways and so forth. Turning it into a job was just like the next step. I was doing all that just because I love women and I love nutrition. There was never any payment for it. Has there been a progression of seasons in your business 
based on what your what was going on in your life, did you adjust your business as as needed throughout the years with the age of your children, your homeschooling, whatever the demands were within your home? How did you structure your business around your around your life, homeschooling and wifing and momming and all of that? So what did that look like for you as a business owner, as a leader? Okay, that is a great question. Um, I knew the potential of what could happen if I worked hard and strategic. So I had a drive to get up at 530 in the morning um, in the beginning years of my business. So I like to be present with my kids when they're awake. And so um, I was very intentional and I still am. I get up more like 6.15 now. That extra 45 minutes makes a big difference. Makes um, a big difference. It really does. <laughs> I'll take it every every second. I'm telling you. But um, I worked my business, you know, for, from 5.30 to 8.30, you know, until the kids were up. And then, of course, I was working in the evenings when my husband was home. So I either wanted to be present or I wanted my husband present. I didn't want my kids to feel like, you know, they're just floating around the house without an adult to talk to, <laughs> right. um, you know, of course, and, and uh, being responsible for their schooling. Well, that was going on during the day too. Um, now I've transitioned them to an online um, private school where they're still home, but um, they are, um, they have live teachers. So I'm no longer everything. <laughs> and that's, sure. that is so nice. Yeah. This was our 25th year of homeschooling our 25th anniversary and so we wow congratulations yeah so um it feels appropriate to be able to say you know what it's okay for y'all to um it's veritas press it's incredible classical christian school i'm really impressed with and i love having my kids at home i love being with my kids um Mm. i raise my best friends you know yes they are they are my best friends yes i agree that's fascinating yeah as a fellow homeschool mother which I I have four, but it's, you know, it is such a remarkable journey and so rewarding. And, you know, I I always laugh because I say people are like, so your kids have never wanted to go to school. And I say, well, of course we have those conversations, but we're like, this is what we're doing. And this is what God's called us to. And we're sticking with it. We're going to see it through. And then there's so many moments where they look at me and they say, oh, I'm so glad I'm homeschooled. (laughs) And I'm like, can we get that recorded, please? (laughs) Can I get that? Say it again for the people in the back, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Terry, I have a question about expectations around priorities, family, when you're in a relationship, married or a significant other. What did that look like for you in your home with setting expectations, especially when children are involved, right? There's plans or there's expectations on going out or being together. You know, something happens, having that moment in your business where you pause and you say, uh, do I choose this phone call with a leader or with a client or do I choose dinner with my family? Yeah. And I'm, I'm either going to let them down or I'm going to let this client or this leader down? What did you do in those moments? Did you have years in your early years where you made some mistakes with that? And then you learned very quickly, Hey, this is, if this is going to work, this isn't going to (laughs) work. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, well, I, I knew that I needed to lay out the expectations with my husband or we would be fighting from the get go. (laughs) And so, uh, so the first thing, you know, he said was what's, 
what is that going to look like? What's going to change? And I said, I have to make room and cooking has to go. I know that sounds very extreme, but (laughs) don't judge people. Don't judge me. Put your okay. stones away. Don't judge me. Okay, stop judging me. I feel it. So there were, you know, there were, there was a lot of Chick-fil-A and, you know, things that I was like, oh my goodness, this hurts so bad. I'm in the health industry. And um, the Lord brought this company called um, Wholesome Bites. And I found this woman locally who makes um, organic meals for people with food allergies. And she delivers the meals to your home frozen. You just pop them in the oven. So Wow. What an answer. Um, so I was able to do her food delivery service for the first, I think we did it for three years. So that took care of the dinner situation, but I did tell my husband, I can't work this business the way I want to work it and cook the type type of meals y'all are used to me cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew because that's very time consuming if you, so, um, so the, that was spoken up front. Um, and he knew that I would have a minimum of one class a week out of the house. And then I would have certain times when I would have zoom classes. That doesn't mean he wasn't sometimes like, ah, sure. Right. (laughs) Okay. So the expectation was there. Um, sometimes it got hard on for everybody involved, but when the rewards came, you know, um, my sweet mentor in the business said, look, when you get a paycheck or when you hit a rank or whatever, make sure your whole family celebrates with a trip or buy something for the family, you know, do something like buy a swing set, you know, whatever, do something for everybody. So, because they may not be as emotionally invested as you, right? So when you offer something tangible for them. It's the fruit of, oh, this is wifey's wow earnings, or this is mommy's business. And so it's something visual because it does take, it's a team effort. It takes everyone. And that's, what's beautiful about it. Anything. I mean, I can, I can relate to that because when my journey started writing my book months ago, that we had that family powwow, right? Like I sat down and through, you know, signing the publishing contract and all of that. I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. What? You know, it was like, wait, what is this going to look like? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that. You know, what's that going to look like? Um, probably crock pot, Instapot, you know, because we we know how you and I, we talk about how we eat. Uh, we, we are clean eaters and I don't like junk. And so I'm like, I immediately knew yeah, we're not going the fast food route. And like, I just, that's just not how it roll. It makes me cringe a little bit on the inside, you know, so I'm like, okay, how are we going to do this? It's hard. And um, so now at this stage of my business, I work fewer hours. Um, and I think, you know, seven years into it, I have more of a rhythm. And so they know when to expect the zoom call, when to expect the people to come over, when to expect mommy to be gone, you know? And, um, And, um, it's just, uh, the expectations have to be set. And Mm -hmm. so, yes. Yes. um, Yeah. And wouldn't you say too, that it has so much to do with, if you could, who you are today in your business, the tenure that you have now, if you could tell your, you know, seven year ago self, Hey, Terry, uh, set your non-negotiables up front. Right. Have the communication, right? Overly communicate with your significant other, with your children, 
this is what they're used to and you're bringing significant change there's a reward that's coming but it takes it takes time it takes investment and the intention and you and i being emotionally invested into the project or what what we have our hands into for them they just can feel like they're they're along for the ride and so making setting that intention to communicate and take time. And I, because I have the honor of knowing you personally off the record, um, I, I see this in you too, with your family is that when you are there, be all there, shut your phone off, put it in airplane mode, put it on, do not disturb, you know, set it aside. There is what's more important because I will, I I know that when I lay my head down, the regret or what I feel, nothing weighs on me more than right. and, uh, if I feel like I wasn't all in, in a moment oh, with my, kid, with my kid, my a conversation or with some, someone that's important to me. And I was distracted and it is about setting that intention. So even if it's 10 minutes, be present. Oh, that is something else. Um, I, you know, just like I put work zooms on the schedule, I make sure that I have dates with my kids and dates with my husband. They're in concrete too. So I, they know my work schedule, you know, but they are in my schedule, just like my work is like, you know, you and I are going to this restaurant at 6 30 AM on this day, you and I are going, you know, um, my husband and I will lock the door every night at this time, you know? So I don't want them to feel like, Oh, mom's work is highest priority of has the rocks on the calendar you know we call them rocks um and so they see their names on the calendar too and yeah because they are like you said they're my highest priorities yeah absolutely oh terry it's so good i think about it just it's about what finding what works well for each individual what works well for that family what that looks like and just to say that you and I aren't talking about laying in bed at night and recounting all the things that we did wrong and shaming ourselves, right? It's a moment of reflection. It's actually a gift. I say reflection is an evergreen gift that continues to to give back to us because when we can reflect and we want to grow, we want to continue to be healers and to bring life and speak life to, to ourselves so that we can keep, keep that going for those that are around us. And most importantly, for those that may be present within our own house, right? In our four walls, we can do that well, then everything outside of that is, uh, is going to line up. It's true. And you just like anything, you have to give it to the Lord. I, at one point, um, I told my husband, I was going to work for four years and then stop and reevaluate. I didn't exactly at four years. And I started, you know, that's when we started probably feeling some tension well, yeah. the Lord really kind of took me by the shoulders and said, I want you to shut your phone off and your computer for 30 days for 31 days. And I shut everything down, like disconnected a hundred percent and just did a business fast for 30 days. That was hard. Wow. That's a big ask. It was and a you big said, ask. Whoa. I was like, Lord, 31 yeah. days, you know? And, um, but wouldn't you know that he tripled my business when I came back and I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? We just were talking about abiding and obedience. It's like, we can, we can do everything else around that. You could have skipped that 31 days. And it's like so much of the time, 
our willingness and to set our intention and to, and to do that yeah. and to trust the process. Are you going to trust me? Yeah. Yes. I, I choose to trust you. You don't ask for practical things, but yeah, okay. that's, right. <laughs> that's right. But that's, I mean, the significance that that carried for you in your business and on the, I think too, if you didn't commit to that 31 days, what was God protecting you from for you to be able to refresh and recharge and rejuvenate spirit, soul, and body, heart, mind, and will, and to be able to gain the perspective that you needed. I can only imagine the shift in your, in your home life and in your business oh, had it. to be just incredible. I came back a different person. Uh, wow. Yeah. I came out of it. Um, you know, just so much joy. Of course, the tripling of the business didn't happen like that in, in the next 30 days. It yeah. just happened, you know, cumulative over the next six months. I did. I mean, I felt like the gift of joy had been given to me because mm-hmm. I had worked myself into a state of um, not joy. <laughs> yeah. It, which is That's easy amazing. Oh my goodness. I, I love asking this one question and because it just fascinates me. So it's, it's really a selfish endeavor on my part, I guess. Where do you find yourself in conversation with others that really sparks joy and brings you joy? Like, is there, uh, is there a path that you just naturally end up on, uh, for you, what would that be? Well, I just love talking about, um, what the Lord is doing. And, um, Mm -hmm. I just like to hear God working in somebody else's life. Yeah, because you know when you're talking to somebody who knows what's going on, you know, yeah. <laughs> if the Lord is working, you know what I mean? Um, specifically, I remember I hadn't had some conversation, you know, a deep conversation in a while. And I had, I just asked the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, I'm just hungry to hear what you're doing in um, my adult kids' lives. Give me, I would just love a conversation. I don't care who, which one it's with. And that week, I found myself on the back porch with one of my daughters just pouring her heart out to me about what the Lord has been speaking to her and, um, you know, the hard things <laughs> Aww, <I love laughs> and, all those things. and that right there is so satisfying to my soul, oh, you know, yes. because you know, God calls, like we've been talking about this whole time, God calls you into hard things. And it's so beautiful to, when somebody lets you in, you know, God, I feel like the Lord's calling me in this hard thing and to be able to encourage them. That gives me joy. Yes. That gives yeah. me joy. Absolutely. Because you get to peer into their life, right? It's such, it's such an honor to do that and to be able to, I I feel, I do feel that way too with soul care, because when, when I find myself going in that direction, it's, it's really, it's always about hearing the story of the other person and every human being that I feel that I come in contact with. I'm like, I know, I know that you've walked through some stuff, you know, it's like what you shared today. You probably don't know this about me and my husband, that story of resilience and, and how we do what we do. You're amazing. And I love you. Thank you for being here and for sharing. You're so beautiful. And just for the record, Terry was putting on her oil in the middle of her call. <laughs> I think on her lymph nodes and her gland somewhere. tissue. <laughs> Places that we know the oil is going in, she's putting it on, sniffing it. For all of our oil users out there, <laughs> you know. Oh, you're such a sweetheart, so beautiful. I just love you, love your soul, and, and what you do. So, you thank you for me. investing in us today and sharing so much insight and goodness. And 
Thank you so much, Leah. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into Yellow Soul today. I'm so thankful that you're here with us each week. And I am just delighted that we got to spend some time with Terry today and glean from her, hear her wisdom and her insight. And I just love her moments of vulnerability that she shared with us in her marriage and with her children and her business. Oh my gosh, so much wisdom and insight that we have gained from our conversation with her story of resilience today. If this episode impacted you, please share it with a friend. Go out, like, and review, and let us know topics that you want to hear more about. My team and I lean in to each comment, and we love to hear what you have to say. So thank you again for pausing and taking some time to hang out with us and connect. Don't forget to go to the show notes of my podcast where you can see how to get in touch with Terry Bonin. Terry is very active on Instagram and you can find amazing resources on the link in her profile. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram so that you can follow along in my book journey. Until next time, friend. Cheers.